Hello, everybody, and welcome to the unofficial Elder Scrolls podcast. I am your host, as always, Pylon, and returning with our crew back from PAX. Uh, so I'm just going to go around the board, and we'll introduce those who weren't at PAX first, because no one got a chance to meet them. So why don't I start below me with Lost in Hyrule? As you said, I'm Lost in Hyrule. I serve as a moderator on the UESP Discord and do some editing over on the wiki. Awesome. That's really good to hear. And then we'll go in a counterclockwise direction and talk to AKB next to throw him off. Hi, I'm AKB. I am an admin for the UESP. I also do other things like run our social media. I also am currently riding a guar. It's pretty sweet. Not he looks like guar, a, a lizard guar. Yeah, it's pretty weird. Like he was already they were already basically lizards. Like he's like lizard square now. I feel like every single episode we have talked about the lore text for or like the like the flavor text for the lizard guar mount and it makes me happy how redundant it is awesome and then beside him you may have met at pax east recently is baratron so do you want to introduce yourself for anybody who may not know you hi i'm the guildmaster for the uh, elder scrolls online uh, uesp guild on the pc na server I uh, also play on PCEU sometimes, and I'm an admin on the Discord. Awesome. And I last, tweeting as well. Oh, yeah, tweeting. It's true, you did some tweeting today. And last but certainly not least, we have the champion, the queen of lore, <laughs> Alara herself. Alara, do you want to introduce yourself and all of your regal royal titles? <laughs> uh, I'm Alara, and I'm admin of the UESP forum and Discord. I do a little bit of social media, edit the wiki. All that good stuff. And champion of the ESO game show. Yep. Can't forget that. Awesome. Well, speaking of that, probably a good time to go over and talk about the things we've been up to in our scholarly pursuits. So the Scholarly Pursuits is where we like to talk about the different things in Tamriel, I guess, or Nern, because might not always be on Tamriel, that we have been up to and working on in all the different games. We could be in uh, at Mora, maybe, or we could be in Akavir. We don't know. It might not be Tamriel. Could or be in Oblivion. Clockwork City. Is that Clockwork City would you consider in Tamriel? That one's not clear. Probably it's not. It's kind of like both. It's there and not there. It's like Schrodinger's zone. Schrodinger's pocket watch, yeah. Yeah, I like it. Awesome. Well, we've had a lot of things going on, um, and I'm sure I know what Alara and Baratron are going to be talking about in their scholarly pursuits, but I don't know what Lost will be talking about, so we're going to get started with him. My Elder Scrolls stuff has been a little bit lore-based, a little bit gameplay-based, and a little bit real-life-based. So the first of all, I had a carry-in at lunch today at work, so everyone brought in a dish for eating. I, and so I'm sorry. When you said I carrion, said I thought you meant like carrion bird. Like I heard eating. carrion bird too. No, no, like, no. I heard Korean. Oh, Korean. I heard carrion. <laughs> I, I thought like a Korean. That's that's. A bit so in the Midwest, what? at least, saying we're gonna have a carrion, everyone knows what that means. No one gets confused. I've never heard There's carrion pot- before. Please, so pot yes. potluck. Okay. Oh, yeah. a potluck. Yeah. Same. <laughs> Same idea. Everyone carries in a dish to share for the meal. <laughs> Today I so learned I, what that anyway. is. I've never heard anyone call it that. 
That's amazing. Everyone I know knows it, I think. Anyway, we uh, I decided to make something from the cookbook, but it had to be something I could easily keep warm, so I needed it to be something crockpotable, essentially. So I made the imperial mushroom sauce, which is one of the like staples listed near the beginning of the book, and it turned out really well. There is none left. It absolutely disappeared, so I was pretty proud of that. And I will definitely make it again. So, again, I've recommended everything I think I've had from it. But the Elder Scrolls cookbook is super good. Definitely some winners in there. I recommend getting it and trying them out. Um, In gameplay, I've been playing Battlespire, which I've mentioned the last few times. And I specifically had a side project. I have ascended a character, I will say. Because of manipulating the way the skill system and the leveling up works, I now have a level four character that has 100 in every single attribute, every single skill, has enough points to buy every single advantage, and still have 4,000 points left over for spells or equipment or whatever. And I can take that into multiplayer and use it against other people. So that's what we were talking about last week, right? I was talking about working on it, I think, but now I've accomplished it. He so exists. it did work. Your theory was accurate. I have a demi prince now. Yes, you have a demi prince. <laughs> so I'm hoping that we'll get to play a multiplayer match sometime soon, and I will take him in, and I will be Pelinal, and the rest will be the elves, just for like a round, and then we can either share the class that I've made and send the file to everybody, or we can just make balanced characters and play with those instead. So that'll be fun. I'll probably get rid of acute hearing. I don't think being able to hear at a longer distance is really that big of a character advantage. And so I'll probably give up that advantage to get more spells. And then on the lore front, I learned that the Shadow Legion, which has been talked about for a while, isn't a thing like an actual organization. For a long time, people were saying the Shadow Legion was a separate legion entirely composed of battle mages. And I learned it's actually just a lowercase letter descriptor of the Imperial Guard, which is the Emperor's personal bodyguard. It didn't have anything to do with battle mages. Interesting. So the wiki has been updated. I can defend it if anyone has questions later. And that's my scholarly pursuits. Well, that's awesome. Good to hear. So you've got a little bit of everything in those ones, eh? More Elder Scrolls than recent months, that's for sure. That's good. It's like you're getting out of your like winter Elder Scrolls hibernation and slowly growing towards more Elder Scrolls. And actually beating a game, yeah. My busyness from other real-life projects has dramatically died down, so more nice. gameplay and fun is coming for a little bit. And you moved your desk. Yeah, that's true. It's yeah. not directly Elder Scrolls related, but... My desk is now on the opposite side of the room from what you previously saw. So if anyone remembers, I had a little plush Link in Zelda and Amiibo and everything you could see behind me. Now they're right there. Very, very cool. I'm going to pop over to AKB next since he's about to kill this boss and he can tell us what he's been up to this week. Uh, that's about it for my week. How about you, Pylon? That sounds great. Very busy, full week there. I don't know why Baratron's video just went a little bit funky, but it should fix itself in a second here. Um, but before we get into talking about... Hotel Wi-Fi. Yeah, Baratron's, Alara's, and my scholarly pursuits, we'll probably save a lot of the things that we've all really done for the end of the show, because we're going to talk a little bit about what happened at Bethesda Game Days and PAX itself. Um, but for any of the things that individually happened to us, well, why don't we start with Baratron? Maybe things that you found there or things that have happened so i spent too much money i spent <laughs> far too much money it's 
right. And I've laid everything out in front of me so I can see what I what I bought. And uh, it's a little bit scary when it's all in one place. So, um, so uh, Animal Crossing, uh, something I, I very much enjoy. Um, went to the demo at PAX. Uh, this tried to send sign up for the Nintendo Warp Pass, which became available at 5 p.m. each day. Um, the idea was that you would get um, fast entry the, the next day between, mm-hmm. I think, two and four. And I went to the website at like 4.57, and it was due to go online at 5 p.m. And it ticked over to 5 p.m. It was just dot, dot, dot. And there were, we had, I think we had three browsers running. It was just dot, dot, dot. And then it came back and said, yeah, sold out. Okay. So uh, we got we got to the uh, this noon shift and we got to the uh, the expo hall at about eleven. We were expecting to wait in this long queue, and um, we only had to wait ten minutes because um, I've got a medical badge because I've got a disability and I can't stand up. So <laughs> so there was like a separate medical badge queue, and it was like there were only two people in front of us. So I was, okay, that's pretty cool. And the Animal Crossing demo is amazing, and they've just managed to basically sell me the same game that I've already bought twice. Amazing. Um, you know, <laughs> yeah, I had it for the for the GameCube, and then I had it again for the 3DS, and they just managed to sell, sell it again for the Switch and sell uh, a copy to Shifty and sell him a Switch. So there we go. Um, the thing is, uh, the new features are great. So it's not the same game. I'm being... I'm being uh, it's not Pokemon. They actually do change things. They do change things. And the hey, new they made features... the Pokemon bigger. Don't. <laughs> there's, there's, there's crafting. They've added crafting. And the online multiplayer looks like it's going to be really, really cool. So, And we met KK Slider. We had our photos taken with, with you know, obviously a mascot in costume, but, you know. It's cool. And Isabel. And we actually got interviewed by Nintendo about our experiences with Animal Crossing over the years. It's for some sort of internal video and they're going to pick out sound bites from fans and, I don't know, probably show them to some execs or something. That is super cool. Yeah. Um, And I've got much merchandise here. I don't don't know how much of this you want to hear. Um, Do you want to see the things I bought? The highlights, at least. The highlights. Your two favorite things. My two favorite things. Yeah. Your one favorite thing. Ooh. Oh, <laughs> that's even worse. All right, my <laughs> one favorite thing is this mug. This mug is amazing, right? Because uh, it's a bottle mug. And you're like, okay, it's a bottle mug. But, Tom. Yeah. Is that a hole in the mug? There's a hole in the middle. But can you still <laughs> use it as a mug? Yeah, because it's a perfectly usable mug. It's a. It's oh, yeah, mug. so it's built oh. around it. That's cool. That's actually and really cool. Blue on one side and orange on the other, just the same. And it's, you know, it's officially officially licensed. Um, Very cool. Awesome mark, and yeah, and you can use it. And I've taken that home for my husband. Um, fortunately, he doesn't watch the podcast, so he won't know. Yeah, but yeah, no that's my one favorite thing that I bought. <clears throat> very, very good. Well, I think is that everything you got up to. That we won't be talking about later there. Yeah. <laughs> I went to some panels. They were very interesting. Um, and I missed several other panels due to needing to sleep. This 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 needing to sleep thing is, is a real problem when it comes to conventions. <laughs> I have a funny story about that too that I'll tell at the end here. But first, let's go up to the champion, Alara. <laughs> so uh, 
Yeah, I went to PAX, spent pretty much all the first day there. Um, I'm currently working on a post for the UESP blog, so I'll be talking about some of the like games I demoed and just some of the other stuff I did. Um, one thing that was kind of fun, um, I play Brawlhalla, and so every year they do a thing where you can play against the devs. And like if you land a couple of hits, you get a pin. If you take one of his stocks, you get a t-shirt and so on. And every year I've landed just a couple of hits, and that's about it. But then this year I... Played him and I almost won. I took two awesome. of the stocks. So I was very proud of that. I also so you got purchased. a t-shirt. Yep, t-shirt and two pins. You're very a champion cool. all over the place. Look at this. Yeah, yeah. champion of that. And champ- also, yeah, they had a um, official tournament um, like that was run by Pax, and I placed in the top sixteen out of about fifty something. That's so, fantastic. Wow. Yeah, I was pretty That's happy way about that. Than I would have done it. I don't even know Brawlhalla. what Brawlhalla is, but awesome. It's kind of like a Smash clone. But, okay. But that's way I can describe it. But, yeah, I guess probably save the rest for later. Yeah, probably. Bethesda Game Days? Yeah, for the Bethesda Game Day stuff. Um, as for myself, um, in non-PAX news um, from Extra Life, our gold medal has come in for <laughs> raising over $1,000 yeah. from our Extra Life campaign. So I'll be hanging that nicely behind us once we are done the podcast here, but I figured I'd leave it out so I could show off its beautiful goldness while on stream. Look at this. Now, um, how is the crab calendar going? The crab calendar is working. I have eight months completed. Um, I didn't realize how hard it was to actually like format and build a calendar because I don't have any software tools that are like, hey, build a calendar. So I've been doing it all in Photoshop and then finding another thing and moving it over. And it's just been, it's been a lot of work as well as like actually drawing out these hilarious animals. Um, so top hat, uh, gremlin with a top hat. I talked with him, I think a week ago and he's like, Can you? I just gave him an update and let him know it'll be probably about another week or so. And then he'll have it, but I made it for 2021 because he has his UESP calendar for 2020. So I was like, well, the next year, you'll have it for 2021, a sweet crab battle calendar. And then once that's done, the PDF will be live after Gremlin gets his. Very nice. Um, Yeah, I was talking with him about that. Um, In ESO news, uh, even though I was at Bethesda Game Days all weekend, I used my tablet to be able to log in to ESO so I could get my Vorathplasm pet. So I've got my cute little baby COVID-19 who follow me around now, and I'm very happy about that because it was really hard to get that one for me because, as everybody knows, I am the worst... I have the worst luck at in-game RNG. But I have the worst in-game RNG, but I have the best real-life RNG because while I was at the Bethesda Game Days, I won a raffle for a Steel Series Arctis Pro headset. Just randomly while I was there, um, which was a lot of fun. Um, and then as you can see behind me, I also bought some of the three Alliance banners. I couldn't pick one, and I feel as though the UESP should be Alliance independent because we yep. give knowledge to all, which we'll tell Very more of a story that. about when Alara starts talking about the game show. Uh, how we share our knowledge and we don't pick <laughs> sides. We're we're like Switzerland in the world of Tamriel. So yeah. uh, we'll talk about that a little bit more later. But yeah, I got my pet. I got a sweet headset. I haven't even got a chance to unbox it yet because I've been 
getting all packed. Um, I had a crazy flight trip to PAX. It was like kind of wild. Like it started with me having to sprint to my plane because it took me three hours to get through customs. Um, and then on the way home, they canceled my flight home. So they tried to send me back like a day later, but I got it all figured out. So nothing bad really happened. Um, but outside of that, I have a lot more stories to talk about when we talk about what happened at the game days. So why don't for now, let's pop over and go over the news. Wait, wait. So I remembered it last minute. It's because I've been doing so much Elder Scrolls, but I just started reading the Elder Scrolls novels. I got them recently. And so I read all of the Infernal City and I'm like halfway through Lord of Souls and they are quite good. I'm really enjoying reading them. There's a small issue that there's several misspelled words in it. Sometimes it's just the word is misspelled. Sometimes it's an Elder Scrolls word that's misspelled, which makes me a little sad. But on the whole, really cool stories. Also highly recommend. Now I'm done. Have you now, been physically writing sick in the book? <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> I have not. Well, I have not. I've been writing it in a separate Google Drive document, though, keeping notes <laughs> on things that are interesting and where they are, where spelling errors are, and where I have questions I need to research further. I kind of now wish that you were doing that in the actual Thick. book itself. But Thick. Well, let's now, talk about our news. So before we get to our news, I just want to give a shout out to our latest patrons that have uh, joined us in the UESP Patreon, which you as well can join if you choose at patreon.com slash UESP. We have Garrett Dell, Tim Westerman, Vincent Bernaghi, I please hope that's pronounced right, Lee Lord, and Alan Butler. So thank you guys. You guys earned yourself a free shout out in the uesp podcast and we hope that you guys are enjoying all of the content that uesp provides and if you want to contribute yourself you know where to do it now um akb i didn't get a chance to check but was there any uesp news from this week you all were i mean here's everybody was away about that everyone was away nothing happened the office was empty I, i just walked in and i was like is anyone here Hello. <laughs> Just I'm echoes. all alone down here. <laughs> awesome. Anyway, man. that's uh, USB news for the week. USB back news. To you, Other than the gold medal. That's our news. Um, and that my there is at Pearson Airport, someone will likely find a USB pin because I realized as I was going through security that I had really it on my body sense. and I pulled it off quickly and went to put it in my backpack and it ended up not making it into my backpack. So somewhere in the Pearson airport is a UESP pin if anybody should happen to find it. So I specifically reminded you about that thing too. Yep, I had it and I you reminded me so I was like, oh, good idea. I'm going to put it on my like person so that I don't forget it. And then I realized as I was going through security that that might not go over so well do you mean the big button no i still have the big button i mean the little fancy pin yeah somewhere that one somewhere in pearson airport that pin is hanging out there any spares left yes we'll figure it out um but that's the only uh in eso news we today got the crown store showcase 
there's a lot of really cool things in there. Um, so I'd suggest you take a look over there. I'll post the link in the chat right now for all of you to see and go through, but there's a lot of new things. And if you're an ESO Plus member, make sure you log in so you can get your Oriel and Zarsis. Is it Zarsis? Is that how you pronounce it? Zarxis. I always have a problem. Zarxis? Yeah. Why do we have There's two X's, but they're pronounced differently (laughs) in the same name. Yeah. This is the exact issue I have with the American spelling of color. Why? There's no X's in color. No, no, no. The two O's are pronounced differently. Like, if you wanted to drop a letter from yeah, color, it should have been fair. the second O. So, so it's spelled C-O-L-U-R. Because that's how you say it. It's a color. Not color. You've got color. Like, don't, don't, don't. Oh, I don't know. But yes, you can don't get... Don't mind me. You can get a been, miniature a statue I don't of think, Orel and Xarxes. I don't Zarxes. think Xarxes is a Zarxes. problem with the English language, though. True. <laughs> Um, but yes, yeah, so you can get a miniature statue of Oriel and Xerxes based on the statues uh, in the Monastery of Serene Harmony in Shimmering. So make sure you log in if you're an ESO Plus member and get that, as I remind myself so that I log in after the show and do that. Because I have collected all of them and I've only forgotten to do it once. So should be good. You missed one. I have missed one, but it wasn't one I really cared about, so I'm okay with it. It was the, I think it's the Cathay Rot one that they had. Okay. It, was, it wasn't one of the gods or anything like that, so I was like, eh, I'm okay with that. Um, yep, yeah. all the new motifs are in there, so the Shield of Sensual, seal, Shield of Sensual Crown Crafting motif is in there. Uh, the Artifact Skin, uh, Chrysomir, which is funny because... I remember when they first announced these things, I was like, it's going to be really weird. But they've luckily kind of made it so that not everybody's running around with all these Daedric artifacts. You're running around with a replica of it, which is kind of nice that they've done. Um, There's a ton of things, but we're getting the Jester Festival back. So there's a number of Jester Festival related uh, items in the Crown Store Showcase this month, which I believe tips off to us that the Jester's Festival is coming back on the 26th of the month. So that'll be very exciting to see. And I think, I don't see if it says when it, oh, and it ends on April 2nd. So make sure you log in to do the Jester's Festival events then. We don't know what else there will be, but that'll be really fun. So if you want to check out any more of the Crown Store Showcase, make sure you follow the link that we posted in chat or put in the show notes. Beyond that, um, Baratron, do you want to explain the patch that is coming up for console? Just remind everybody about all of the things. Updates 25 arrived last week for PC and Mac. There has already been an incremental uh, today. I'm not quite sure what it fixed because I haven't had a chance to to look, although there were a few fair show-stopping bugs. So uh, I think think it was... Going over things like that, like uh, last week, I, I mentioned the invisible walls in yeah. various parts of Rothgar. You know, you go around Rothgar, suddenly you hit an invisible wall. I'm like, why? Why is there a wall here? You know, I'm outdoors. Uh, so that patch will arrive on March the 10th for PlayStation 4 and Xbox One, uh, and you must re-download the entire game. Which for we I mean obviously we don't know the exact size of it on consoles, uh, on PC it was about sixty six gigabytes. Yeah, 
and you need essentially about that much hard drive space. I don't know if the console one will have that same problem, actually, now that I think about it. We don't don't know know how that update will work specifically, so they'll let us know a little bit closer to, I am sure. Uh, But everything that we've been told is that this patch will have more of an effect on performance for console than it did for PC. And a lot of us noticed a decent improvement in performance on PC, so I'm excited to see what it does on console for all of our console friends out there. I believe the biggest issues with it have been due to the fact that the API changed considerably mm-hmm. for add-ons. Yeah. And of course, console. Oh, right now, add-ons. if I disable all of my add-ons, my frame rate's at like 90 in cities. If I turn it on, it goes down to like 40. So I'm sure that's what a lot of the problems are related to. I'm sure it's related to add-ons, yes. So yeah. um, we should see, uh, I mean, yeah, console should see a big difference. Awesome. I don't think we have any real Blades news, but uh, Lost, is there any Legends news as you continue to be our correspondent from the desert of Legends? So over the weekend, there was another Grand Melee, and if you were in the top 1,000, it was possible to get a Mage's Guild premium card back, and just by participating, you could get a Cadwell card back. Again, it's over, so that's kind of past. A thing that's not over, it is a part of the game now, though you can't get your free copies. There's a new monthly card, which again comes out basically at the end of each month. The card is called Sky Shard in Endurance, a three-cost support with an ongoing effect. First, when you summon it, you draw a random creature from your deck. But the ongoing effect is that whenever you draw a creature on your turn, it increases the cost by two and gives it plus two, plus two for power and health. So... It definitely seems like a thing where if you have weaker early game creatures, now they're going to become pretty sizable threats later game, especially if you're playing an archetype that doesn't really care about how much magic it has because it always has enough. So seems like an interesting card. That's it. Yeah, Redoran would probably work for that. This changes the whole game. Scout based stuff. Yeah. You don't know AKB. Um, That's and it for then, Legends. Yep. Uh, and, see, I normally here's the thing. Normally, I kind of uh, talking about le- Legends to go like. By the way, it's still dying. So now I'm going to turn that around, and I'm just going to be super positive to any new Legends news. To be fair. I think being positive about any Legends news is fair because anything that's coming out of that game, you're like, okay, that's awesome. Thanks. Like for not just abandoning it and saying like, screw you guys. They're still putting little things in. They're just not doing anything major anymore. But for people that still want to play, there's still a little bit that you can do. I need to get more playtime in this month. Now that my side projects are sort of out of the way, I can actually sit down and finally get my Centurion title. Well, yeah, I could actually do that and do some of the, um, expansions there. Stories are fun. I really like them. Yeah. Um, and in other news, very, very exciting news, the pre-order is available for Call to Arms. Um, That's right. Yes. So, AKB, if people don't know what Call to Arms is, why don't you let them know? So, one of the biggest things that I think has always been weird about the Elder Scrolls is the fact that for a series that is so heavily tied with tabletop uh, RPG gaming. RPG gaming is redundant, but moving on from that. <laughs> uh, there's n- not been any tabletop game for Elder Scrolls. So Call to Arms is them finally rectifying that after over 25 years. It's uh, more 
combat focus. It seems a bit more like uh, tabletop 40k, if you're familiar with that, than, say, actual Dungeons and Dragons. But it kind of does still have that built in, too, where you can do even like single player uh, role playing missions. It's a very interesting kind of experimental thing. And it's super freaking expensive. The getting all the pieces is like it's very expensive. Five hundred dollars or something. Wait, so what's the conversion for it's one point two. One point two from euro to dollar? Oh wow. Uh, it was in pounds. Pounds, pounds to dollar? Pounds. Yeah. Is it one point two? It's about one point three. Okay, so the, the starter pack, which yeah. gets you three different faction starters essentially mm -hmm. enough to play easily play the game and comes with all the rules was like 115 pounds which means 1.2 so you're looking at what 150 dollars yeah mm -hmm. it depends on if you get the it's, plastic or it, the resin uh, but well, it's still true, expensive right. either way does it come with the core rule book though yes the starter the starter bundles do yes okay yeah, the starter bundles come with the rules for the game, which if you get the rules by themselves, I think they're 30 or 35. 40, 35, 35 pounds, which turns to 50, About $45, $45. This isn't uh, something we've really had to seriously discuss before, but miniature gaming is extraordinarily it's expensive. So... Here's the thing, though, about miniature gaming. You only need the rule book. You can use whatever else you want as a substitute. You can, so be, but that looks so cool. And if yeah. you want, like, the scenery pack, it's 138 pounds for the Bleak, Balls, Bleak Falls Barrow pack, which converts to about $176. But that's for the Bleak Falls Barrow it's arches cute. and decorations? Or is that, like, all the Amazing, decorations? Though. It's like, all the decorations. All the, all the decorations. But it doesn't door, include... Sorry, it's so, all yeah, the decorations, but it doesn't include the starter pack bundle. Um, miniatures for Elder Scrolls and you have about $500 to drop, boy, can, are, are you about to be super happy. Yeah. It looks amazing. Like, I was scrolling through. I'm not through. criticizing it, by the way. I, no, it's, it's this stuff's expensive. It, it is niche. Like I need I need a minion who can paint those little figures. We have fire. One. Yeah, Sir Fire. <laughs> he volunteered. But I also oh, don't yes, have $500 so I, I to drop. I buy them, and I send them all to Fire, and he sends them back. It just seems a bit, isn't it? Yeah, Maybe just have them shipped to him. Maybe should find some more local to me. Um, Do you really feel comfortable sending several hundred dollars worth of figurines through <laughs> the mail? Well, I mean, just think about the customs fees for something from the UK to go to uh, the US and then back to the UK. It's like, maybe not. Uh, the, looking at it, when I did, I was kind of just... My one disappointment was our options were only plastic or resin. There was no metal figures. I yeah. I don't know what. What's the difference between plastic and resin? I, I don't really understand what resin is. It's like isn't that kind of the like plastic is sturdier material. Yes, it's not as likely to break. Yes, it's you definitely like have detailed, to be. Isn't it? You definitely have to be into the world of miniatures to like understand the distinction. I'm pretty sure there's yeah. quality differences. There's detail differences, but on the whole, these are going to look almost the same. But there'll be some distinctions in what you're actually getting as far as quality goes. The hard plastic ones, which are the cheaper ones, are still going to look really cool, though. Uh, as long as it's not me painting them. Well, right. Yeah. Because if it's me painting them, you know, they'll have, like, great big... Yeah. This oh, we all lost is... Baratron just a little bit. They're uh, going to have great big something. 
while she's gone. Uh, this is all very exciting, but we we do intend to document this, but it's going to be super expensive for the USB, obviously. So, so I think we might have to literally like ask Sir Fire, can you like. <laughs> assemble everything and just take pictures of it. We could crowdsource this too. I'm sure we will have somebody in the community buying them. I was going to speak to Modiphius. I just haven't got around to it because the past couple of months have been crazy. Um, So I'm fairly sure they'll probably understand a bit. So I think Sir Fire intends to buy like tons of minis, at least the figures. I don't know about the scenery because he loves miniatures and painting and all that. And so I think he intends to do that. Whereas I don't know if I can justify the cost. Like, even just the cost for the figures themselves, not the scenery. But I also have a really good imagination. I've shown some people my D&D figures before. They're very abstract and cartoony. But I think I might just get the core rules and, like, the campaign-based stuff that comes out and just keep up with that side of it. I think I can justify that cost, and I would really enjoy it. I was thinking of just getting, like, the Imperial Legion set or something along those lines. Like, just, like, a little cool thing that I can have a friend paint and then... I just added a school decoration, yeah. Here, I'm at the threshold for going all in and getting everything, to be honest. Oh, really? It's, for, for yourself? Yeah. Well, nice. also for the USB, obviously, but... All right. This is... Yeah, nor- I'm not sure. It's a big cost, but it's I want a big it. One. <laughs> it's... How like big 50, is 50. the Bleak Fall Barrows stuff? Because what is 170 so, bucks for the, all the decorations. How big is the arches, which is the biggest piece? Well, it's got comparison pictures if you look at their if you look at the page in the store. Oh, I'll have to go but check it, it out. It, it, it looks like you know how it would look compared to a person as far as size. They do look really big. It so you know, they look, look like they'll be about like the arch will be about maybe eight inches long, wide, so left to right. So, yeah. so the miniatures That's still basically really big. Are like, it's still very the miniatures big. are like they're like sixty Lego. miniature wide. They're much bigger than wide miniatures. I put a link in the chat. You can see there's a a picture with a comparison of the Dragonborn figure, so you can get an idea of how big it is. And I'll also share a link that's just the Modiphius page for Elder Scrolls content. You could easily get you from hers. No big deal. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, it's been shared in the chat already. Oh. We'll do it again. Yeah, it was. There's a second time. But yeah, so there's lots of cool stuff coming with that. So hopefully once it starts shipping, it looks like it'll start shipping in May or April 2020 is their plan. So once that happens, we'll be able to find out a little bit more. Look forward um, to it. But I believe that is all of our news. So why don't we go start talking about packs? anecdote yeah my cat tried to attack us so we have a lot of things to talk about that happened at pax this week so why don't we get started with probably the most elder scrolls content related thing that happened and talk a little bit about the game show so alara why don't you kick us off with a little bit as one of the contestants of what kind of the premise was of the game (laughs) show and what happened all right, so for ESO Live streamed from the event, they had a game show which was very similar to Jeopardy. And in advance, we could sign up, and they ended up choosing 
basically one person from different communities. So um, I was on the team for uh, Rich Lambert, and my teammates were Lotus of Doom from the Lore Seekers podcast and the Elder Means. Yep. Yep, we had to uh, go up and like Jeopardy. There was different categories, like Tamriel Lore. Uh, there was one that was all like statistics of the game, so you know, try and guess the closest number, uh, stuff about classes and things like that. And then you'd get points if you got it right. Yeah, so there was a there was a really interesting array of questions. Um, but one of the ones you just alluded to was my favorite because it was information we've never seen before. Um, it was the category called by the numbers. And essentially, they just <laughs> went to their data team and were like, hey, can you tell us all these crazy things? Um, one of the questions was how many players, how many times was the Blade of Woe used during the month of January 2020? <laughs> And what well, it was like three million or times? I don't remember. It was it like, was an absolutely enormous number that I did not expect. See, we always know that the game uh that absolutely everything you do in the game is logged. But what we didn't know is what they do with that data. Yeah. And it turns <laughs> out that they can pull out numbers like that. There was a question, what was the highest bounty ever paid? And uh, there was another question that what was the highest number of kills that a single player got yeah. during a single battleground? Yeah, and I mean, the mud crabs have been slain since yeah. How do you get over 200 kills in one? I think it was 206. But it was yeah. 206. Yeah, how do you get that in one fifteen-minute battle? I mean, this must be like the best PvP player who does or battleground. The worst, it. except for one. <laughs> I have to say, like, I have had, I have played multiplayer games where I have just ended up against a team of people who had no clue what they're doing, and I've racked up similar number of kills. Not yeah. ESO, obviously, because I'm too good to play the PvP. I'm permanently <laughs> banned. Oh yeah, a likely story. <laughs> um, no, I mean the, the. I mean, we always knew that they, they recorded this, but. I think it's good to see that stuff, too, because I think a lot of the community forgets that they have data on everything that happens in the game. So when people are like, I don't know why they made this stupid decision, because this isn't how I like to play. Remember, like Blade of Woe, they could remove Blade of Woe from the game and it would make zero difference to me. Like I have I use it on one character sometimes whenever there's like a Thieves Guild or uh, Dark Brotherhood event. That's the only time I ever really use it. But it was used like millions of times in one month. So people love it. So sure, I might not be mad if they just removed it from the game, but other people definitely would be because they use it a ton. I mean, the other thing to, to think about is uh, when people turn around and say, I don't know why this person got banned. They said they didn't do anything wrong. Well, obviously they did. <laughs> they it was usually... Wrong, it, they caught up with them. Yeah. So... Anyway. Uh, but yeah, so Alara competed with Rich Lambert on Team Lurkers. Um, and Mike Finnegan's team was F.U. Finn, which was, <laughs> I thought, or Foo Finn, as they wanted to pronounce it on the live stream. <laughs> the, Foo, the Foo Finns. Yeah. Um, which it's also, it was my first time meeting uh, a lot of the team. And I absolutely love Finn. He's one of my favorite people ever. He's very similar to me, I found, in a lot of ways, which was really funny. Um, but yeah, so they went through and Alara was up first. So 
She plowed through all the lore questions right away, mm-hmm. if I remember correctly. Yeah, I was kind of nervous because I knew I had to uphold the reputation of the UESP, but I think I did a decent job. You did job a great it. job. He did a good job. They blamed um, the the Finn team accused Alara of just carrying Rich, which <laughs> she didn't need his input for the lore questions. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, there was um, and then the the devs uh, had these things called lifelines, so they could either. <laughs> ask a member of the audience the answer or they could stop the other person from getting any points to the question and there was, what, so what was the, the question that that finn asked was it was it um the name of it was the name of the event that they used to the choose event, a new king in skyrim they used high king yeah, yeah. exactly and and uh, uh, dominoid who was on his team for who is uh, one of the reddit uh, the eso reddit uh, admins was like I want to choose ESP yeah. because what they had done was at the start of the of the game show they decided to split the audience into, and they said, "Right, you guys are on the well one side as you face the stage, basically depending on which side of the room you were on, uh, you were you were part of Finn's team or part of Rich's team, and Dominoid said, oh, hang on, the UESP. I've got the whole of the UESP on, on, our, on our side. And Finn was like, we set, they set that one. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so, so we, we, because, you know, it was a, we all knew it was a moot. I mean, come yeah. on. So and I do want to make a point on. on this. I have been accused of abandoning Alara and committing treason against Alara and which I go back to my earlier statement that the UASP does not pick sides in a conflict. The UASP <laughs> will provide information to all who seek it. We do not pick alliances. We don't pick teams. <laughs> we are just a source of knowledge, which is why we have all three banners behind me. We don't pick teams. But yeah, so on one of the questions they picked and they had me come up and write down an answer was against Alara. And then Rich asked us a question with the elder memes later, so I ran up. And that one I was really lucky on because I was only like 60% sure of the answer. Um, it was the Vestiri was the answer. And I was like, I think this is the right one. So I put like even like a big okay. question mark on it. So that question is hilarious <laughs> because it was talking about um, Telecom, the, the guy. Yeah, um, husband. Yes, and it was talking about you know how this how this guy was married to a, a necromancer, and there's a a place named after uh, named after her, and what's the quest? Uh, uh, um, and um, Finn put down uh, AKB. So Finn said AKB? he could only think of one necromancer. So here's your favorite so, necromancer. Who's the My best necromancer? Who's your favorite? Who's your favorite character in the whole of ESO? Come on. Who's so got the best I, name? <laughs> so my favorite necromancer is Mana Marco, but Mike Finnegan put down the We Don't Have Coke. It's Pepsi okay of necromancers, <laughs> Zumak Foom. Yeah, which was so funny. Literally our entire that table tied was together just like a lot of things today. Well done, AKB. <laughs> that did tie together a lot of things. Uh, but and yes. Then the, um, the player who was with him just just came up and spun this story about how Telecar and Zuma Kloom are really happy together and they have this great marriage. <laughs> it was so funny. Um, you see, I didn't actually see all of the 
the game show live. I tried to stay for as much of Lara's pass as I could, but I had to leave before the end because I was going over to PAX itself to watch a panel um, which was uh, led by Tori, who used to um, is, is a former writer for the for ESO. She she was the one who designed the Alchemy questline and got the first ever Glad um, video game award. So Glad is the the organisation that deals with you know, LGBTQ people. Um, and uh, she was running a panel with Sarah Hecker, who is the ESO media man, uh, social media manager. And so I, I had to leave to, to go to this panel because it was absolutely fascinating. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, it sort of clashed with the end of the game show. And so I was I was trying to watch it via Twitch. Oh, this was the other funny thing. Because they were giving away drops uh, yeah. during this, pretty much everybody at our table was on their phones on Twitch. And they were watching the thing live <laughs> and also had the Twitch stream. And every so often, you know, we were typing stuff in. And yeah. people were saying, how do they know this? It was a lot Some of you were saying, it sounds like there's only 10 people in the audience. I was like, no, no, it was a whole, whole load of us. I did my best to make sure that we were called corporate shells. I was screaming oh, nice. pretty loud <laughs> every time we could go up there because I was excited. It was a lot of fun. There was a, one of the things I think that Finn's team said at one point when they said they wanted to use the Ask the Audience. They said, let's ask you ESP. Well, we're using Ask the Audience, but we want those people to answer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're going yeah. to accept their answer. Forget the rest of you. <laughs> yeah, which is really funny. Yeah, and I ended oh, up I going actually, up. I did actually cut those clips. Um, I'm not because on hotel. Um, let me paste it into the Skype and somebody else. Oh, no, I'll paste it into show notes. Hold on. Yeah, we'll that. post them into the chat afterwards um, yeah. too if anybody wants to watch them. Yeah. I, I just cut the two highlights, the minute long highlights. So. But yeah, so. After all of the challenges between back and forth, and it was actually pretty even. Like it went from uh, Rich being ahead to Finn being really far ahead, and that then in it. the end, Rich's team came out and the Lurkers won, which meant Alara won some fabulous prizes. So Alara, tell the audience what you've won. I've won Wrathstone, uh, which uh, Zas will be sending to me because I didn't want to bring it in my uh, check bag on the plane. Um, I have got a gift card to the Bethesda store. Oh. <laughs> and yes, Pylon's so got I never on there. got the a Rathstone because cool. they were very expensive. Are they magnet? It's magnetized. Yep. Nice. That's a nice, That's so nice <laughs> crisp cool sound. Um, so they're magnetized, and I never got one because when I was looking to get them, I was like, do I want to spend that? I was like, uh, yeah, yeah, I think I do. And then I looked up shipping. It was going to be close to $100 to ship it to Canada, plus Ooh. the cost of the tablet as well. So I was like, well, nope, not getting that. Um, but since Lotus of Doom, who is a phenomenal human being, I got to meet for the first time and had a blast hanging out with him. Uh, he's like, I already have one. Have mine. And he just generously gave me the one that he just won with Alara. So nice. Thank yeah. you, Lotus of Doom. We, You're a very nice human. Okay. We've basically decided he's he's an official you know, ESP person. Yeah, he's a <laughs> he's a f- official friend of the show. Very nice. Yeah, that's like a crown pack, and I'm wearing my golden victory laurels that they gave us. Super nice. Yeah, I, I didn't even that. notice it, but that looks great. <laughs> it looks very natural. Um, yeah, but yeah, Laura just naturally act, looks like she could be wearing a crown. Makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Yeah, so it's a lot of fun. The game show went really great. A lot of people said they absolutely loved that stream, and I agree. It was so much fun going through their trivia. It Those works. of us not there were on Discord, and we were participating and trying yeah. to guess the answers before each other and chatting a lot. It was a lot of fun, too. It works in that live environment really well, the way that they yeah. did it. Like, I think it's, it's it would have been – I don't think it would go as well if they just did a normal ESO live with that. I think it would be a little bit – slower but the way they did it was amazing so i had a lot of fun I think with that they do, yeah they do need the audience there don't they yeah the audience I makes mean, it huge especially if it's just between the devs they're just gonna embarrass someone <laughs> it's true yeah <laughs> yes yes the fans were helping a lot oh yeah it was a lot of fun um but aside <laughs> from the game show we still had a lot of time to hang out chat with the devs um, for me personally, it was really exciting because it's the first time I've actually got to go down and talk to the devs and have conversations and introduce myself, which was really fun. Um, I hung out and chatted with Finn quite a bit, which was really fun because he is one of the most passionate people for what he does that I've ever met in my life. Like just talking to him for 10 minutes, you're like, this guy absolutely loves his job. And it shows like, I don't care what anybody will ever say about Finn's dungeons or FU Finn's. Like he's like one of my favorite people after talking with him. Um, and you could yeah, tell you we were, were talking so loud that you got shushed. It's true. So <laughs> we, we got, stream. we got really excited and he's very similar to me. He has a very loud, boisterous voice that can be heard over people. And uh, Jess Folsom comes up and is just like, guys, other people are trying to listen. And we're like, Oh, sorry. And he's like, he's like, yeah, that happens at the office a lot. They call it. <laughs> I, he's like, I like to call it my Irish whisper. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like that happens at my office too all the time which is really funny but yeah the stuff that he was talking about just like all the dungeons all the things that he's done in them before like just the passion this guy has yeah. uh, I got more chance to talk to him so I didn't get as much of a chance because Rich and Gina and uh, Jess were a little busier and stuff like that but Finn was around chatting so I got a lot of times to talk to him he was so much fun it's um, something I've always found you know I've met them and talked to them on voice chat bunch of times by now over the years and i mean obviously they send along the most outgoing and personable people mm -hmm. but they clearly absolutely adore what they're doing yeah they're... And, i mean when you consider that rich lambert has been working on this game since 2007 you know since the end of oblivion because he never yeah. worked on skyrim he went straight from oblivion to elder scrolls online yeah uh, so, you know, he's been doing this for, you know, it's, it's 2020. He's been doing this for 13 years. Yeah. And obviously being promoted, because uh, originally he was a, a dungeon designer, I believe. Mm -hmm. He did tell us when we did the interview with him last year, but I can't remember the exact details. Um, and they love it. You know, they they, they love they love us, not just because we're the USP, but because we're fans. They were talking to a bunch of their fans. And they really, really, really do enjoy what they're yeah. doing. And they're smart guys. Like, they know what they're doing. Like, just asking any question about, like, something. He's like, oh, yeah, this is why we chose to do this, 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 and all these different dungeons. And, like, oh, we did this because we thought it'd be interesting to see this. And then we did this because we thought it'd be hard for everybody to do. And we were right. Like, he was talking about Black Rose Prison. Was He made it just because everybody was complaining the content was too easy. So they made Black Rose Prison. And it was incredibly <laughs> hard. And everybody complained about it. And he's like, what everyone's been asking for. Um, so oh. it's really... Really good to so talk the, to them about that. The real takeaway then is that the devs don't know what they're doing. They're just randomly making changes. Oh, yeah. Super far from the truth. <laughs> yeah, so far. And the, the amount of data that they have. Um, yeah, Tatanko uh, in chat saying he, he was talking with Rich a lot more and can confirm that he also loves his job. Yeah, definitely Rich 
was super happy. I just didn't get a chance to talk to him as much. Well, um, go ahead. All that said, I can tell you why Rich won and Finnegan lost. Go why on. is that? Why? Because Rich follows us on Twitter and Mike Finnegan doesn't. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, that's good to know. Okay, we'll call that one out. So, Finn, if you're listening to this, maybe you just need to read the UESP a little bit more and next year you'll win. Uh, win the championship crown. So uh, a thing that we complained about a little bit in the Discord was that the guessing, the statistic numbers, like those ones that no one had ever really seen before, she's yeah. had to guess for them. Those were worth twice as many points, but it also wasn't you have to get the number right. It was whoever was closer Closest. got twice as many points. Yeah, And that's the help. only reason that Finnegan's team was even in the running. Yeah. <laughs> because they got most of those ones. Yeah. It should have been either if you got closer, you got a normal amount of points, or if you got it right or within a certain ballpark of right, then you got it mm-hmm. twice as many points. It should have been one of those two things. If the they want to pull me on for the rules committee next time, I'll help out. <laughs> He'll be in the isolation booth. They'll have to they'll go to him for judgment calls on tricky situations. Judge. I'll do it. Yeah. So um we had eight of us there from UESP, apart from um myself, Alara, and Pylon. Um there was also Theo, who is the wonderful person who does all of the podcast graphics. Mm-hmm. If you like what you see, thank Theo. Uh, there was Dave, of course, you know, Dave Humphrey, the founder of the UESP. Um, there was also Tatanko, who's one of our guild um, officers. Wicked Shifty is one of our guild officers. And Genova Kim, who um, is, is a guildie. And she was there with her son, who was 15 and I think was having the, my mother's friends are very weird. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, you know, he was lucky. Kid, um, you know, I, I don't know if he was looking at us and thinking, "Oh my goodness, this is my life in twenty years," or, or, or if he if he thought we were, we were cool. I, I didn't ask. I don't think it was the later. <laughs> um, it was funny. We were having a conversation that we realized that Dave and I, because Dave's also Canadian, that Canadians have a very different concept of neighbors, essentially. Because um, when people were talking to us, they were like, oh, yeah, we live down the road. And they're like, oh, really? Like, I'm like, yeah, it's like a two hour drive. They're like, a two hour drive is not down the <laughs> road from each other. But like, in Canada, it kind of is. Like, people just consider, <laughs> like, yeah, if someone's two hours away from me, that's, yeah, we're basically neighbors because they could be like 30 hours away from me and still be within Canada. Um, which we thought was really funny because we just kept describing us as like living near each other. But, uh, no one else thought that that was true. They're like, no, if you're a half hour away, you're not even close to each other. I was like, oh, interesting. Um, um, we, were, we were walking to the restaurant. We were talking about weather. And it was like, so so what's that in freedom units? What's that in space? Yeah, Fahrenheit is freedom units because I can never remember what the temperature is. <laughs> um, one of the really things that I... The, one of the first things I did because... Uh, Lotus of Doom told me to come over to the event early because they were already starting things. So I went over before everything started um, and I got a chance to talk with Pete Hines for a few minutes, which was really interesting. Like, he's such an interesting guy. Uh, and it, one of the fun stories that he told us that out of many things that we were talking about was when he first started at Bethesda, uh, he went to Todd and was said like, hey, Todd, like, 
I'm not an expert on Arena or Daggerfall. I know I should know a lot about this, but I need to know what's going on here. I've never played the games. Don't know what's going on here. And apparently Todd said, oh, here you go. Sat him down in front of a computer and his first day on the job had him read the UESP. He's like, this is everything you need to know. And he just made him spend the day reading it, which I thought was hilarious that that was basically how he introduced him to all of the things with Elder Scrolls. And that was just after uh, Daggerfall, I believe, had launched. So it was still still in the early days of everything. That's, but he's like, it's amazing and an honor, but also that kind of thing continues to give me not not exactly stress, but like a purpose. Like we got to make sure this stuff is right and yeah. good. Oh yeah, they rely they, on it. They, they. He's like, yeah, the Imperial Library and UESP, like they're they they use it quite a bit. Uh, Gina was Sometimes. saying that a bunch of the questions that she wrote were, she just went on UESP and started looking up things. <laughs> there was this one question that none of us could answer, and it was, um, what's the name of the location that you go to, that that Quen makes you go to 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 join the Thieves Guild and. I was sitting there and I was like, and we, we all knew it was like, I was landing. Just off yeah. <laughs> no, the, where the mission's at. Where the mission oh. is. The mission with, and I could have described in detail, you know, the business with the, with the bookcase and, and the, the, honey the and... fact that the, yeah. And the fact that you got to go and collect a, a crystal skull and all of this, but no, it's Fulstrom's, uh, Fulstrom homestead. But you only go there once. Yeah, no one could remember I mean, that name. Possibly once I think Sarthus remembered it in chat. I don't think he had to look it up. I think he was the only one of us that got that one when it came up. Nobody in the room knew. No. Yeah, yeah I think we, that one all actually... All of us on stage, we knew yeah, basically the just a bit where it was, but we couldn't remember the name. <laughs> it was funny because I saw Rich look over and he kind of like, like in passing, talked about like he's like maybe we'll ask the audience for this, and he looked at me and I'm like, no. <laughs> well, no. we did ask They're the audience. We used that. our lifeline, but no one in the audience knew it. So did you actually use the lifeline on that one? They gave it back. Yeah. Yeah. I think they gave it back. Yeah, because he was like, let's ask the audience, and I'm like, no, don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> we don't uh, know. But that was fun. Okay, got- so. Um, we also, uh, some of us met uh, Skyrim Grandma, yes. uh, whose, whose real name is Shirley Curry. She's an 83-year-old woman who I believe uh, to bond with her grandchildren. Uh, they were playing Skyrim and she started looking at it and, and thought, oh, can I have a go? And now plays it far more. And she is the person you will have seen in last year's sneak peek of Elder Scrolls Six because she's getting on in years and they've set, uh, Bethesda have said that Elder Scrolls 6 isn't going to be released for some time because the technology isn't there yet. And she was concerned that she wouldn't live long enough to actually play the game. So they digitized her and she's going to be an NPC in the game. Yeah, she was really nice. To- she was so she's friendly to meet. I forgot to get a picture with her, but I got to introduce myself to her, which was really nice. And she was like, oh, I love the UESP. She was so, so <laughs> friendly. Um, yeah, there's a lot of people there too. She, the, yeah, she's talking about how she didn't even know some of those uh, Skyrim questions. Yeah. The lower questions. Yeah, there's a lot of nice questions. people there. Um, we got to no, meet. Oh, go ahead. No, I was, I was just saying I've bumped into quite a few people that I've yeah. been to previous years. Yeah, like some of the other people. Elder Memes was there. Uh, he's super friendly. So, so mm-hmm. fun to talk to. Um, I'm trying to remember some of the others. There was. 
Um, Sky Oblivion. His name is just Ooh. escaped me. Kyle Rebel Size. Kyle Rebel. Thank yeah. you. He he was there. Very nice. Very nice to talk to. Um, but yeah, there was uh, so many people that you could kind of run into, talk to. It was really fun to get a chance to meet all these people in person and kind of just spend like a weekend being nerdy, talking about video games with people. And then going back to the real world this week was weird because I'm like, I just want to hang around and have drinks and talk about video games with all of my friends now. I am so tired. Yeah, it's true. We're probably a lot of us are tired because I know I kept Tonko up with my snoring. So I apologize for that because he was my roommate for the weekend and we he had, said he we got had a two hours room. sleep one night. Yeah, he got two hours of sleep, and he locked himself out of the room, so there's oh, only wow. so much <laughs> that he can do. Um, but so he's super lovely. He's great, super nice. Highly recommend. We, 10 out of 10 roommate. Shifty had a family funeral to go to today, and we weren't sure how we were going to get there from Boston when because when his grandmother died very suddenly, and Tatanko lives within two hours of where we need to be. And he drove us from Boston. Yeah. Eight hours. Super nice guy. So he is, he is lovely. Yeah. I so highly recommend him. Clapping for Tatanka. Yeah. I apologize for your sleep deprecation. Uh, it wasn't intentional. It was deprecation. Deprivation. Deprivation. We're going to deprecate it now. <laughs> uh, but speaking of deprecating, it's probably time to end the show. It's probably time to get some sleep. This particular show, not the show as a series. Oh, but yes. Wait, wait, wait. Alara has to show off some of the loot. Yeah. Yes, loot. We got Fallout hats. There's a lot of Fallout hats. They're Fallout and Doom hats because they're they're one-sided. No, that's a faction. That's the Raiders faction in Fallout 76. Oh, is it? Yeah. Somebody tell me it was Doom. They don't know what they're talking about. I wouldn't know. Um, there was a. Uh, we got these kind of thing. It was this thing called G Fuel. It's oh, I didn't get a Doom one. Caffeinated, um, gamer drink, and they, they, there was actually some there to try. Oh. I didn't go near it because it was like luminous. Um, yeah, we got these these <laughs> funny little. Um, mine wasn't a Doom one. It's called a. This yeah, is, mine's no, just no, no. There's a, there were regular ones and Doom ones. I've got oh. three. because well, uh, I've got two, two like this. And one of the one of the plain ones. What I was that AKB? Know. This. This is completely <laughs> un, uh, unrelated. Ooh. But now, whenever I see the Doom logo, I I just think of the word wood because it spells wood uh, upside down. If upside you flip down. it upside down, it says wood. Yeah. Well, they had bags at the uh, at Pax East where if you play the demo, uh, it it said mood with the Ooh. same letters. <laughs> it's a so that's a shaker cup so they're generally used for protein powder so what you do is so what happens when you make a protein shake is the protein will settle so when you yes. shake it it hits the fins of that and will continue oh, to mix it up funny yeah it'll mix it'll continue to mix up the powder so that it doesn't settle for those of you on audio only it looks a little bit like the way a small child draws the sun you know there's a circle in the middle and then rays coming out at the uh eight points of the compass yeah and the g fuel uh, it's one of the standard mixer things it's, that a, goes in. it's a shaker put cup that in there and yeah you shake it yeah well anyway i i can't see myself we have those in, a, in the this continent it's okay. i drink both. i can't see myself ever drinking this highly caffeinated drink but you know it's, it's, yeah. it's cool 
I do protein shakes all the time, so I'm can used to shaking. Can you put cups. protein powder into an energy drink? You can. Uh, sure, you can. Is that a good idea? I yeah. don't. It's not. There's sure. probably no reason it's not, but for some reason that sounds like danger to me. <laughs> <laughs> just a feeling. It's not science based. It's just a feeling. Um, so also they also had t-shirts the t-shirts. Yeah. Me there, so I'm yeah wearing t-shirts. We got. Oh, it was a very yeah, nice and comfy very shirt. Well, cool, uh, Graymore pins. So. Oh, I didn't get the Graymore pin. Oh, the coins. Or coins, yeah. 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 I, I bought pins. That's why I got. Yeah, I bought these. <laughs> oh, nice. That's why I got. Oh, I, oh, I actually bought a cool thing. And I the Graymore shirt I bought. As opposed to Alara's things, your thing is cool. <laughs> is no, that I mean, I mean, but, it was something I actually paid for from the Bethesda store. It's this large coin. What's the face um, of that, Alara? This is uh, King Svargrim from Skyrim. Oh, cool. So it says, Hi, King Svargrim, true son of Skyrim. And then the other side has the Wolf of Solitude. And so it says, The Wolf of Solitude, bound by blood and bravery. Nice. Yeah, very cool. Very I have shiny. no idea which of my many bags it went into because I have 101 small bags. So I'll get <laughs> that much yeah. We also got an extra of the coins, so keep an eye out, I guess. And yeah, well, I think we'll be, be doing a, away at some point. a giveaway in the next couple of weeks that will be giving away one of the Graymore coins. I should just get off for that podcast so I can compete. <laughs> <laughs> no, nope, still, still, still not allowed. Oh, okay. Well, awesome. then I think I need to try to go to PAX next year so That's I can get in on some of this hanging out and looting. Yes, you should come to PAX. Yeah, It so may very happen. well work. I think it was a great event. Really happy with what we did, but I think on that note, it's probably a good time for us all to sign off and say say our goodbyes. So, on behalf of myself, Lost in Hyrule, Alara, Baratron, and AKB, we hope you guys have the best adventures with your scholarly pursuits this month and have a fantastic time in Nern. Goodbye for now, everybody. We don't have Mana Marco. Is Zumak Fum okay? Mm-hmm.